I'm team socks, yo. How about when you sleep? I wear socks. Oh my god, you're a madman. Yeah, all the things I do in bed, I wear socks. (laughs) (laughs) I do socks. (laughs) They think it's weird, but I don't care. I just made this thing, <laughs> my dessert basically lately. I've been really into just plain food. It's weird. So you know the cottage cheese thing I've been doing lately. <laughs> uh, <laughs> for the listeners, it's basically like cottage cheese, a bit of mayo, a bit of sour cream, some dill, and then just chopped up chicken tenders. Bro, it hits so good, especially after the gym or something. Bro. The whole thing with the cottage cheese and everything, like putting the tenders in. Doesn't it make it like soggy or like too soft? Like, especially after you toast it or, or put it in the oven, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I think because the air fryer, especially the the kind of tenders I get from Walmart, they're too uh-huh. breaded. So they need a little softening. Otherwise, they just crunch too hard. Mm. So it's like it works well. The wetness works well. But yeah. So that's like one of my go to meals. I've been doing sort of the same thing and just substituting canned chicken in there. It hits just the same, which isn't that flavorful. So it, it works well with the dill and maybe other spices I've been putting in. But like every now and then I want something sweet, right? Recently just started this. We basically just put peanuts in a small bowl, bowl, right? Maybe a pinch of salt and then just drizzle some honey on that bitch. And then that's the dessert. <laughs> Dude. Oh my God. It's so good. Just like for something sweet, sometimes just to close off a meal, because I feel like you got to end it on, you go from savory to sweet, right? That's the proper way to eat food. Yeah, always. Yeah. And I think that has to do with like the tongue sensitivity. If you start off with sweet, then it makes everything after it taste bland. Mm, Interesting. And I think that's the same strategy for like cold to hot. Or maybe do you want to do hot? I don't know. But basically, that's always been my strategy. And like, sometimes you just need a little glucose in you, so... That's where the honey comes in. and But if it if it's wal, I did walnuts once. So walnuts, raw walnuts that are already chopped in the bag, put it in a, a small pan, put a little butter, some salt, roast it a little bit, get those walnuts roasted just lightly, and then put that into a bowl with some honey drizzle on top. Bro, I'm telling you, it's like baklava with a spoon. <laughs> I swear. I don't know. I have this habit of like making weird ass desserts. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know if I, yo, this one's a weird one. So basically what I would do, do you ever notice how when you melt peanut butter in a microwave, it tastes better? Um, that's because of the natural oils in, inside of it. Like it becomes smoother, like um, uh, all the the flavor and the aroma kind of like opens up, you know? Yeah. And so mm-hmm. like my go-to peanut butter brand at the time was Jif, which is the best, by the way, for anyone who disagrees, you're wrong. It's Jif. <laughs> and I would take like a spoon or two put it on a paper plate. One of the things I used to do back in New York is I didn't even bother, like, <laughs> I hate washing shit. So I would actually get a stack of paper plates and I would just use that for my meals. <laughs> Dude, like, no shame. Because that is the go-to way that, like, we eat at home. Like, why dirty up dishes when you can do um, paper plates, you know? Yeah, and it's compostable, so you don't have to worry about it too much, the mm-hmm. environment or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, that's, that was my rationalization. And so I never had to wash plates or anything. And so I'd put a couple of dollops of peanut butter on the plate, pop it in the microwave, right? For like 45 seconds, 30 seconds, something like that until it's melted and then it spreads on the plate, okay? Mm-hmm. Then I'd put some chocolate chips on there. And then sometimes if I was feeling adult, I'd sprinkle some walnuts in there too. 
some chopped walnuts, okay? <laughs> the heat from the peanut butter would melt the chocolate chips enough, right? I'll just shake the plate a little bit and you get like a little swirly with the nuts and the chocolate. And then you pop that, you put that plate in the freezer. It only takes about a few minutes for the peanut butter to harden. But because it went through this heating and cooling process, it's actually scrapable. So it's hardened, mm -hmm. but you can scrape it. And then I would get canned whipped cream and just like oh. put like like a pie on top of it. <laughs> and then that would be my dessert. I would just scrape the peanut butter with the whipped cream and the nuts in there. Bro, I'm telling you, dude, it's so good. <laughs> so good. That, that, that sounds pretty fire. Not even yeah. a lie. It's, it looks weird because it's on a paper plate, but. No, but that's perfect. Especially like when you're, when you're coming in for just a quick bite, you know, just grab mm -hmm. a spoon, spoon, scrape some off and you're good to go. But that sounds far though. I, <laughs> yeah. I'm down to try that. Yeah. <laughs> and the whipped cream is also very filling too, because it's just mostly fat. So you're not going to even crave more after that. And you'll be like super satiated with the sugar and the chocolate. I don't know. I get weird with <laughs> my food sometimes. <laughs> Okay, two questions for you. Yeah. First off, do you prefer like Cool Whip, the the one in the tub? Do you prefer that um, at you know fridge temperatures or frozen? Uh, let me reframe the question. Why are you eating whipped cream out of a tub? Cool Whip. I know, but like you have canned whipped cream, which is like actual cream. I don't know what Cool Whip is. Is it even cream? <laughs> it is cream, but I mean, there's a lot more um, inside of it. Is there? But I mean, the the fat content on it is like next to none compared to like ice cream and stuff. So it's a it's a nice alternative with like less sugar. Oh, so if you ever, that's the yeah. appeal. Yeah, oh, I never yeah, I, I never got that. that. I never got that. I always thought it was just like whipped cream in a tub, but with all this art of other stuff in there. And I was just like, why would you buy it? I never looked at the nutrition label. <laughs> Yeah, no, I looked at it. I mean, there's, you know, typical, like, high um, uh, fructose syrup and all this other stuff. But, I mean, it's not enough to to uh, compare to regular ice cream, you know? Yeah. Yeah, um, But if you ever if you ever freeze it, dude, it, it it's, my God, it's like, it's ice cream, but it's softer. Mm -hmm. And it just scoops, like, easy, you know? Um, yeah. So try it if you if you ever get the chance. Yeah, um, sure. And then the second question is uh, crunchy. Or creamy. Ooh, peanut butter, right? You're talking? Yeah, uh, yep, yep. Creamy. That must be creamy. Oh, yeah. No. You're a crunchy guy? I, but like by far, there's such a huge gap in comparison, in my opinion. Explain. Why, why do you want all these little tiny things getting stuck in your teeth? That's, that's the whole, like, the, like peanuts. Like you, you were just explaining how you sprinkle peanuts on like your, um, your little desserts and stuff. You get that oh, texture, yeah. right? That crunch yeah. from it, right? So this uh -huh. would be the same thing. And so, uh -huh. me personally, having all that like peanut butter stuck to your mouth and stuff—it's uh—it's that happens more often with creamy than than it does with crunchy. Because the 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 crunchy peanuts, it kind of rolls the the peanut butter off of your 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 teeth, like in between each bite, it's scraping it, right? At the end of the day, like your mouth is not chalk dry from it's sticking to the roof of your mouth, you know? I never thought of it as a functional purpose. <laughs> the nuts. I'm trying to describe a feeling. So that's the best I can do. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, was there anything on your mind that, because remember last time you're like, oh yeah, I had some thoughts about whatever. Was there something in particular? Of the... That you wanted to talk about? Yeah. 
Yeah, I, so I was I was listening to the most recent um, uh, podcast with uh, your cousin, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, there was a conversation of um, uh, therapy, right? Of whether it be couples therapy or individual therapy and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, you guys had mentioned how you know it just doesn't make sense to have somebody else oh. kind of tell tell you how you're feeling and all that stuff. I, I was going to bring up the whole mental health thing, right? Like, yeah. Um, I think that I was in reference to uh, couples counseling. That's what he was talking about. Like, uh, that it could be, it could be, yeah. Yeah, and uh, he's like, <laughs> I don't know, he's pretty hilarious with it. He's like, why am I paying somebody to tell me, <laughs> a grown-ass person, <laughs> to tell me things I already know? <laughs> oh, man, I started dying with laughter. Yeah. At first, it's like, you know, you think um, that they're they're not really useful, right? But I've had people that I've heard good stuff from. Oh, really? just talking to somebody else. Yeah, no. I've changed my, my views on it just because of, like, because of my wife, like, in the way that she operates. Um, she used to be a psychology major and then she switched, um, back in, in college and, uh, just the way she thinks about certain things. It's just like, yeah, you know, that makes sense. You know, somebody is there to mediate conversations and, um, even about yourself too. You know, just, there's a lot of good stuff that comes out of therapy. I think it's good stuff. I've never done it, but. I'm thinking, like, even maybe I should just do it as part of an experience for Table Moments. Because, like, I've done things for Table Moments before that I would not have done if I didn't have a, the Table Moments reason. Like, getting my nails done. Not with, like, nail polish, just, like, manicure situation thing. I've gotten a pedicure before. Uh, see, I don't know if I'd be comfortable with, like, a stranger touching my feet, you know? You know, I, I think I remember that about you. I, I feel like that's been, like, I like socks. ever since you were young. Yeah, yes. <laughs> I, I wear socks. I don't know. I'm never not wearing socks. Like socks all the time. I'm team socks, yo. How about when you sleep? I wear socks. Oh my god, you're a madman. Yeah, all the things I do in bed, I wear socks. What, what about that? <laughs> I do socks. <laughs> <laughs> they think it's weird, but I don't care. I don't know. Uh, I feel like good. the socks without the socks is like too much grip, you know. Too much. What are you talking about? You need that leverage. <laughs> no, but then the sheets start moving. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. but then, yeah. Oh, no. no I because like I remember moving. reading on Reddit, like, socks are like the pant lubricant. So, like, when you're out of the shower and you're putting clothes on, the first thing you put on, uh, or second thing you put on, is your socks before your pants. Because the socks make your legs go through the leg holes super easy. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's like, you shouldn't be fighting your pants to get your legs through it. And so, it's like, socks, then pants. And, uh, it just, it, it seems wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I such, I'm such team socks that even sometimes every now and then, I feel like wearing my socks while I take a shower. <laughs> oh, you didn't nah, it? nah. <laughs> That'd be hilarious, though. <laughs> team socks over here, bro. I'm team socks. And then, like, I get this. So, all my socks are the same color. So, I don't even have to worry about matching it. Yeah, it's like all these small things you can do to improve your life. I like, like I've slowly, like as I got older, I slowly figured out. Like you know, I have, I have. There's some things that I'm very OCD about, and I feel like socks, like slowly, kind of turned into that mm-hmm. because you know you get socks like multiple uh, of the same multiple color or design, or whatever, right? And uh, you don't really like follow which one is left, which one is right. You just put them on as time goes on, right? 
Yeah. I always hate how the indentation of your, your big toe. Mm-hmm. I hate how it indents itself into the into the sock, right? <laughs> and it's very fucking. <laughs> so I, I I hate like mixing that up, right? So mm-hmm. I got these these socks just off of a whim. I think that's why um, they're called Golden Golden something, and it has the sock with the L and the R on it. No. And I religiously I religiously like pair them up after I wash them. And my wife, you know, sometimes she. Let's load in of my clothes sometimes, you know, and same thing with her. I'm like, listen, if you get my socks, put the L and the R together. It has to be that way. Like, there's no other question. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's just very satisfying to know, like, this is this is my left sock. This is my right sock. So, yeah, because garments do take the form of your body. Right. So it's like it does have that big toe orientation on your socks. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm surprised they decided to write the letters because they could have easily put the toe color different. You know, like right side will be red, yellow, left side will be yellow. But I guess it would look weird if they're different colors. But I've always been a fan of asymmetry, so maybe there aren't a lot of people out there who would like miscolored socks. But um, I don't. L and R, yeah, L and R. Huh. Sometimes uh, my wife, you know, the kids. It doesn't really matter to them. You can give them whatever, they'll put it on, you know, they'll be go to school. So my wife sometimes, you know, they have their superhero socks and everything like that. And, um, you know, I'll all of a sudden notice, look down, it's like they've got Spider-Man on one foot and Iron Man on the other foot. <laughs> it the shit out of me. I don't know why. <laughs> I'm like, you need two Spider-Mans at all times. <laughs> I think that says a lot about you. You're You're a man who likes order and... And yeah, what's what's the word I'm thinking of? But it's like disorder so bothers you. Yeah, so I've always I I slowly like created a, like this thing or way of living in a sense, right? Like when it comes to my own space, so um, like in, like my room, for instance, like you know, it's I always say it's organized chaos in there because I know where everything is, whether it be on the floor or you know on the on the chair, on top of the desk, what or you know, hanging, whatever it might be, I know where everything is in my space. Do I want to clean it? Eh, not right now, right? Mm-hmm. So I've always liked having my personal space in that in that way. But you know, you get married, and you know, you, you start living with somebody else, and it's just like they have to, um, or you both have to uh, conform to, you know, having your space shared so not everything is going to be the way that you want it to be or um, the, the the way that that other person wants it to be so you start to kind of figure out each other's like you know um, little quirks or preferences over time and it's like you do your best to keep at it but, but yeah there's little things where i'm just like i can't i can't stand this i don't know why and and again that ocd like habit it comes out a little bit more and more with certain things so i was just like man like it's weird how we all have these little things like i think my thing is like when the sun is down i like the lights dim like mm, and i want them to stay dim the whole night so like i remember like with the axe like they turn on the light super bright i'm like it's really gonna fuck up my sleep if i'm mm-hmm. not preparing my body for it. it's nighttime or maybe i just have sensitive eyes i don't know I don't know. I could tolerate a lot. It's just there's all these yeah small things that uh, just 
I don't blame you with that one though. Like uh-huh. that light at night, especially like four into your eyes, you know. Yeah. All that blue light and stuff. Yeah. yeah. I I I sound is is my thing. Like when the sun goes down, like shit, man, we have to be at a certain decibel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like if it goes above that decibel, like it, I just feel disturbed in a sense. I know, <laughs> but like back to that socks thing though. I I. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Um, I heard someone say like, if you were like, you had all the money in the world, one of the luxury, you know how, when you buy new socks, they, f- they never feel the same way as when you first put them on. Cause after you wash them, they just like, they don't feel the same, you know? Yeah. So it's like a baller move could be, you only wear socks once. Uh, <laughs> no, no, you wouldn't do that. <laughs> no, that like I could, even if I had billions, I that just feels wrong in a sense, right? Like why? nobody else can wear these socks except for because you've already tainted them. Yeah, but you, you could always like them. donate it to like the Goodwill or something. I don't know. That's true. That's true. Yeah, because like that's one pair of socks every day, right? Assuming you're not like doing anything athletic or anything where you have to use multiple socks or you take multiple showers, right? I mean, people like you, I mean, you have it on at all times. It's true. <laughs> if you had one a day. That's 365 pairs of socks every year, right? Mm-hmm. And let's say 365, and what's a good price for a pair of socks? Let's say, because you're a baller, you like quality. What's <laughs> what's the max you're going to pay for some socks? I mean, what are socks now? Like, like it's like six pairs for like 15 now, maybe a little bit more. Yeah. All right. So if we do 15 divided by <sighs> six, it's about $2.50 per sock pair times 365 that's only 912 dollars a year i mean that that sounds doable <laughs> oh like you got if you're balling now it's just a matter of you need to hire someone to like get rid of the socks or you could just throw them in the trash i don't know that seems kind of wasteful to me yeah, just throwing them in the trash but i mean you're paying for it so it's like it's two dollars fifty cents per day that's more than what people pay for their starbucks every morning that's true but <laughs> caffeine gives you an effect yeah, and <laughs> freshly <laughs> new socks also make you feel really good. <laughs> I'm dancing. I'm floating on the platform. Yeah, you know, you're, oh man, it just fits right every time. Every time. You don't have to worry about the toe, big toe being on the wrong side. You don't have to get labeled socks. <laughs> like, that'd <laughs> 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 be hilarious. <laughs> Holy shit. All it costs is a, a let's round it up to a thousand. A cool K. One thousand dollars is all it would take to live like a king. At least in your feet. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Oh man. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> you'd be I'm just thinking it'd be a funny YouTube video. It's like, I got you a year supply worth of socks. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, it's like, what the hell? It's like, you can wear one pair of socks every day for the year. You never have to re-wear a pair of socks. That'd be a hilarious YouTube video. You just hand bags of socks. You're like, bro, I'm selling these. <laughs> yeah, that's, I don't know, that'd be hilarious to me. Yeah, I might actually do that. That's such a funny, I don't know why I find it so hilarious. Because like, even, let's say if you are giving it away, let's say you can buy it in bulk and you could get it for 50 cents a pair. No, nah, that seems too low. Maybe a dollar. That's only $365 that you have to spend for a YouTube video. And that's and then you just find 
I don't know. That'd just be. I don't know why I feel. I, I think that's hilarious. Maybe I mean maybe I'll make a video about it on like and then uh, post it on TikTok and Instagram and see what people think. I should be asking people like, hey, what do you guys actually want to watch? These are the things I find funny, but I'm learning more and more every day that what I find funny is not what everybody else finds funny, and <laughs> or what I find is pretty tame is offensive to other people you know i have this huge disconnect with just regular people and so like i'm laughing at my own jokes and you've probably seen my daily videos that i post on the accounts mm -hmm. and it's just experimentation i literally do not know what's going to work with people i'm literally just flying blind here so i'm like oh that's a funny idea let me make a video Ooh, this is a funny thing oh this is some <laughs> thing truth that i believe let's see if people agree or not or whatever and yeah. That's basically what my mindset's all with this stuff. And it's funny because, like, the audience on TikTok are far more supportive and far more hating. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that to me, I felt like was, um, I don't know, it, it'd be, like, uh, I don't want to say tough, but to, to, to see all that stuff, you know? Like, it, I don't know if I'd have the patience for it in a sense, right? Like... Like you, but but that's the thing about experimenting is you'll get the good and the bad, and you know you take that and you you put it together and um, you know try and put better and better content out. You know, so I guess it's part of the process as well too, which is actually pretty dope, man. I commend you for going through all that. That's the thing. Like I know it might seem bad, like getting some hate, but to me, I I actually I enjoy the hate. Honestly, I enjoy the hate more than the support. Not gonna lie. <laughs> because <laughs> the hate is fun i can because i know i can turn that into more content my videos are sometimes offensive but sometimes they're hella funny but then the comment sections are even funnier because i'm trolling these people and <laughs> it's hilarious i'm just like i'm gonna i'm gonna make fun of you like if you're a hater because all this stuff is just fantasy to me it's like it's the internet who cares like and then some people are actually legit supportive which blows my mind i'm like wow <laughs> There are other people out here who are just as crazy as me. That's nice. Well, you ever you ever expected like a, a certain outcome to the to the podcast and and all the social media and stuff like that? Like, did you ever figure like, okay, like this is gonna blow up, people are gonna love it, or like you were expecting to get so much like feedback, like that it wouldn't get as much traction with views and stuff, you know? Uh, weirdly enough, I did not have any expectations. <laughs> I didn't. Really? I, 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 we literally just started this out of the pandemic. It was just one of those things like, hey, it would be, we should turn this into a podcast, see if we can, it was just like experimentation. That's all it is. And then it was the episode with Brizo that kind of like solidified the purpose, or at least my current motivation behind this, where, mm -hmm. you know, he dropped his album or he's dropping his album, Breezy Season. Check it out. Yeah. Um, follow him on Instagram, listener. To me, I was like, you know what? I like the idea that this could be a way to like, because generally when you're like making stuff or you're you're making content or maybe you're launching a business or a brand or a service, the hardest part is getting that initial traction and getting that initial audience or even your first few customers. And it's when you're starting from zero and nobody knows who you are, that's the big problem. It doesn't matter if you build something amazing, if you have a dope service, if you have a cool brand. It doesn't matter if people don't know about it. And so you're literally starting from ground zero, trying to let people know, let people know that this thing exists. And I've gone through this pain with Table Moments. Like literally the first few months of Table Moments, at least the podcast part with just audio is, I wasn't doing any promotion. We didn't have the socials yet. 
Like literally it was just publishing the episodes and guess what? No one's listening to it because nobody knows about it. I literally had to go through this process of like, hey, let people know this thing exists and you have to constantly do it again and again and again until you build like a decent following where then you have a feedback cycle and the content's good enough. But we haven't reached that point yet with Table Moments, by the way. But I, I have a plan to move forward and I'm constantly experimenting, but I don't want other people to have to struggle this way. And with Brizo, it's just like, all right, he's a rapper. He's coming out with an album and he comes on the podcast. He could talk about it, his rapping, why he got into it, get like a feel of the artist and then drop your thing. Let people know what you got going on. And if we can give them that spark, that initial activation energy required for something to take off, I think that's great. And then, so it's it's bigger than just like me or Bilal or anything like that. This is this could be something that can launch anybody. And so they don't have to go through the pain and struggle of starting from zero. And I'm doing the groundwork for, for that to happen. Not And for me too, like anything I'm working on, I can literally just share it, and it with people and they'll know about it. And so... It's worth the upfront work is what I see it as building the audience so that anyone else who comes on the show, who's connected to the show or me, or even just follows the podcast and is working on something, they can come on the show and talk about it. And then they can get that initial track that is so hard to get. And that's, that's my motivation behind it now. That is great. I take that, like you could take that and call that your mission scene, right? Mm -hmm. Now, have you ever mentioned or talked about this before in any of your previous podcast episodes about your intention and what you want it to be? Um, I have in few episodes, I think, briefly, I've mentioned it. Now it's just a matter of like, can I get it to a critical mass where it can be useful for other people? Right now it's not. I know that. And I know it's going to be a lot more work to get it there. If it can even can, if 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 this can even be a thing, because that's the one thing, like I committed three years to this when I first started, just because I feel like if you're going to start anything like this, it's going to take a while to just even learn. At least that's the journey a lot of creators and content creators end up going through. The first two years is just learning the skills. And then after that is like where you try to find your niche and expand and grow and whatever. So I figured give it three years, see what happens. And then I've learned so much from this anyways that... Even if table moments is not the thing that works out, I have the skills to be able to do other things. The way I see it, I can't lose no matter what. It's a win-win situation from a, from a learning experience, right? Take the, the experience of actually going through the process of setting it up, you know, and you get skills that you can walk away with from, from doing it, which is awesome. I think, like you said, like if it's not the podcast itself, like you have the tools and the skill set to take the progress you have now, apply it towards another project and, you know, from there, see it flourish, you know? Okay. Uh, I think, I think it's honestly the stuff that you've been working on ever since you came back, man, like you guys, you've been doing amazing work. I'll be honest. Um, the quality, the, the, the timeliness of your, your podcast release and God knows like the, the YouTube and, and your social media um, output that you, that you do. Like you're on point with it, you know what I mean? Like all the skill sets and the tools that like that you've created over time, like it shows for sure. Um, so I guess who knows to you when it comes to that, you know? Yeah. The the funny thing is like there's still so much more to learn. It's like one of those things where you have to learn a little bit of everything. Enough. You need to be competent enough at all the things 
for it to all to come together and then finally start really working together. So it's like, it's like you're just missing all these little pieces and then I'm just filling them in. And then once they're all filled in and around a, the right concept and idea, and I feel like it'll all start come together. I'm close, but not quite there yet. It's just like, damn, oh man, I don't know. It, it is, it, it, at least the videos are fun to make now. So I eventually want to get into longer form video so we can actually like build a YouTube channel because I know we did some with the old stuff, but uh, I want to get into like, you know, how we talk about crazy ideas here on the, at least you've listened to some of the episodes like the 401 Bay or holy, the Holy Grail of Come idea and all that. It'd be cool to actually make those things real. So I'm thinking like it could be like a talk show, reality show kind of thing where we like, so the way I vision it, it might not be this way, but <laughs> we're all like sitting on a pot on the podcast on couches or whatever in a studio. We come up with some crazy ideas like, holy shit, let's go do it. And then boom, it cuts to the video of us actually doing it. Like, all right, we're on the street giving away 365 socks to one winner. <laughs> it's like, and then, and then I think it'd be funny because people are like, I don't want fucking socks. It's like, no, no, no. It's one sock every day for a year. I'm like, I don't think you understand. This is king shit. <laughs> and then the mission is, or maybe it could be like a game show. It's like <laughs> two people. Me and one other person were like, whoever can give away 365 socks to one person first wins. <laughs> it's going to be hilarious. Funny as hell. Yeah, that's why I'm like, all right, so these ideas that we have on the podcast can turn into funny videos. And then it's like a whole, it's a whole thing. And then that's how you build the YouTube following. And then it would be cool to like funnel all the, the earnings from this back into the show. And then it's just like, that's a whole thing. But I don't know. That's just one possibility, but I don't know. Is it, it, it sounds like it's it's similar to uh, uh, Impractical Joker. Ooh, yeah, actually. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's, you see, I was, I was thinking, like, what would it be a good parallel show for that? But yeah, Impractical Joker is kind of, yeah. Or like, like, you heard some of, one of our old podcasts, we talked about uh, the Holy Grail of Cum, the recipe for vitamins to, like, make you shoot more load, basically. And then turning that, spinning that off into like a legit uh, vitamin thing and then selling it. <laughs> and then the proceeds for that could go back into the show, you know? It's like, because it, Table Moments is anything and everything. So that's the idea. It's like, it should be funny, but it would be cool if it's educational too. And so you could teach like, hey, here's how we started this vitamin brand. <laughs> Backstory. Yeah. It'd be hilarious. And then now that I have all this video editing skills, I feel like I could make a TikTok page for it. Obviously, I'd have to hire a bunch of girls to say, give them like, <laughs> testimonials. It's like, what was his, uh, what was your experience with him before? You know, before it was okay. But afterwards, oh my God. You're so specific. <laughs> yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah. But you can't have sexual content on TikTok, so you'd have to do a lot of innuendos. <laughs> just oh <laughs> uh, that'd be hilarious man i don't know that's what i see long term i want to have fun with this that 401 bay though oh yeah you struck gold with that <laughs> yeah i don't know that's the thing like it's a really cool idea but is there even demand for it and that's the question like all right i'm gonna have to reach out to only fans girls and ask them like hey what are you what do you think I don't know, because think about the personality of someone who does OnlyFans. They're looking for quick money. 
So do are they even thinking long term? Mm -hmm. Probably not. But that could be a whole video of just like reaching out to OnlyFans and like, hey, doing market research. So have you thought about how you're going to invest your money? And what do you? And then I would have to go to like financial advisors and like, hey, here's a clientele you probably didn't even think about. And then I could just be the middleman. So maybe I don't even have to actually like build the whole thing. And then I'm just a marketplace for rich OnlyFans girls and financial accountants or financial planners to help them together and they both and i'm the guy in between table moments is the thing in between <laughs> yeah well i mean if you like there are some models that literally live they they live off of the the money that they generate from only things like some of them buy houses and all this other stuff and it's just like, like how much money is really at the top yeah some of them are like oh yeah i'm the top whatever one percent point two percent whatever you know what i mean yeah. it's like okay out of probably millions of, of models, they're at the top. They're making, you know, well over probably six figures. Mm -hmm. um, there's money to be had there. And they if they don't have somebody managing it, that's it's, a critical mistake. So I don't know, because like I've done a bunch of research. I, I go to their the Reddit subreddits for a lot of these people who give advice to other OnlyFans models. So they just like share information with each other. Bro, some of these yeah. girls are struggling. They don't have success at all. It's like, <laughs> I think someone made a joke once, like, you showing your titties for like less than minimum wage? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, damn. Oh, man. <laughs> There's a huge, hey, yo, did you know that there is a racial disparity? Obviously, like, so th there's this whole discussion on these OnlyFans subreddits where there's a conventional look and unconventional look. So if you're conventional, you'll do like way, way, way better than someone with the unconventional look. Or if you find your niche, so like girls talk about finding your niche, basically the guys who have your the fetish for that girl. Yeah. <laughs> and it turns out like minority women do way worse than than white women. It's crazy, dude. Really? It's cra yeah, dude. It's like you want to. I don't know if that's systemic racism. I think it's just a sexual preference. And considering like most of the people on OnlyFans, I would assume are like Western men. So it's usually going to be white, probably, and who probably don't have a preference for black women. But yeah. yeah, it's way harder for black women on OnlyFans than it is for a white woman, for sure. It's crazy. The the things you see like in society and media like brainwashes you to think like you know this is the. It's a, I think it's a sexual preference, man. I think it's just like people like their own. There was a lot of drama. OKCupid a few years ago came out. They published <laughs> their dating statistics of like uh, the matches between men and women and all that stuff. And they were saying like, all right, so the most desirables of men are typically white men and a close second are black men and then followed by Hispanic men. And then Asian men are at the bottom. <laughs> but then they did and then they did the analysis for women and they're like all right for women the top women are white women and asian women then hispanic women and then black women are at the bottom and then they were looking at like all right what about like the same race of men and women and they were finding like black men can get attention from any type of woman generally but black women can only get attention from black men this was a few years ago before of all this woke shit and now they don't even bother sharing their data because the science is harsh. It's it's like a stark reality. It's people's preferences. You can say what you want about like equality or whatever, but 
people still have their preferences. The science is there. They just won't publish it because it would offend so many people. Mm. I mean, say there's 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 a lot of um, data. Is is what it sounds like. So, mm-hmm. but where did you? I mean, if they have you're saying they haven't published it, where did you? Oh, you found this in uh, Reddit, right? Oh no, this was years ago. This is years ago when they published it. They actually took the information down because that shit would get them canceled now. But <laughs> <laughs> but it was something that they published years ago, and they did a like they did a statistics breakdown of it all. It was actually a very well written paper. And it was just wild to see, like, all these, like, biases. It's crazy. And so people have these preferences. And, yeah, things are not fair. It's like, people can say what they want about, like, tolerance, inclusion, and acceptance. They can pretend to be. But, like, in practice, as populations, people still have their biases. And it's not, like, a good or bad thing, I wouldn't say. It's just, like, people have their preferences. It is what it is. It would be interesting if, like, they did this whole thing in Africa. But, and how that would work out. Yeah, if there was a way to recreate this whole thing. Yeah, how it would work in Africa. I think white women would still do well there. Because, like, you guys ever notice, like, I don't know. Let me know if this is too racial for you guys. But, like, you ever notice how it seems like black people hold white people in higher esteem? And it never made sense to me. In Africa, maybe. Yeah. I say that in Africa. Because they, they, they see them, like, you know, when you go back home in Eritrea, they be seeing white people. They, they go up to them, worship, worship them. You know what I'm saying? Like really? they seen, yeah, yeah, bro. So it's crazy. I feel like that yeah. all over Africa, and yeah. it's it's the opposite effect though. When you go to like a uh, like let's say an Asian country, where they be looking at you hella weird, but they 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 be wanting pictures too. Wait, if you're black, yeah. Okay, wait. You so you're saying like, like so a white person in Africa will be treated really well. A black person yeah. in Asia will be well. Do you think they're treated? I don't know. If they're treated well, there's like so much uh, uh, racist commercials, so much racist media, you know, in mm. in some of these Asian countries, and so they has already like bad view on black people. Mm. And then when they see them in person, they're like, uh, "Yeah, I, I haven't really experienced it, but I've just been told like whenever my friends go, they always get pictures. Uh, people want to get pictures with them, and mm. um, yeah, they don't they don't get I don't know. I just see it's racist sometimes, depending on where, uh, which uh, Asian country. Seen some um, uh, videos of that kind of stuff in in those Asian countries. It doesn't say where exactly, but you know. Mm-hmm. And then the commercials. My God, the commercials! No, it's just <laughs> it's over the top racist. I have this theory. I don't know. <laughs> Again, tell me if this is too much for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, one of the patterns I've noticed from this whole online dating thing, whenever you see a white girl with a picture of her with like young black children, if that's one of her photos of her with surrounded by a bunch of young black children, maybe she did like some volunteer work in Africa or something. There's a high likelihood she fucks with black guys. What? I swear, dude, it's a pattern I noticed. It's like if you see she's comfortable it, around black that. skin. <laughs> I, no, I've seen it. My my experience, my experience, like literally, yeah, it's like dating apps, huh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like That's one hilarious. of those things you notice. Also, white women who lean more left will fuck with black guys for sure. Left meaning democratic. Yeah. Or maybe, well, I've only ever lived in blue states, so maybe that's just bad sampling. Because I don't know what it's like in Texas, Brilo. You tell me. But... <laughs> yeah, uh, everybody here is racist, bro. What is it? I live really? in San Antonio. Yeah, San Antonio, bro. Everybody's looking at 
I mean, hella weird. I'm just about to confess. I don't know if it's a different environment. Everybody just normally rude like that. Uh, I, yeah, it's going throw me out. I don't get this this kind of stairs in, in California. Maybe, maybe they think you play for the Spurs. <clears throat> nah. <laughs> I don't know. Like, yeah, it's just like... Like, I feel like if I'm walking around Texas, everyone's going to ask me, like, what football team I play for. <laughs> it's like, are you are you on the Cowboys? I love them Cowboys. Nah. You know, every single player on the roster. Oh, yeah, that's true. My bad. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, though, you notice that media, they be trying to promote, like, uh, black women with a white man. And a white man with a black uh, with a wait, uh, black man with a white women like you be seeing shows like that all the time. Yeah, they're really trying to um, heavily promote that. I'm like, I just noticed that. Why? Like, what? Yeah. What's what's going on there? I don't know. What are they trying to do? You're, you're talking about on TV shows and stuff. Is what you said? Yeah, like movies, TV shows. You hear me? If you if you go on any like Netflix shows, you see a black person there. They'll, they'll always be dating the uh, uh, opposite race. Um, maybe just being inclusive? I, I don't think that's the case, to be honest. I think it goes yeah. deeper. Like, definitely, I think it is intentional. I don't know if there's, like, a deep motivation behind it. It's just, like, they like seeing mixed on TV, I suppose, or whatever. Which, but <laughs> it's, like, I've heard a bunch of arguments about this, like, yo, they're encouraging the mi- races to mix. But in the end, that means black people get deleted, essentially, because mm-hmm. like if you ever seen a mixed baby, if you look at their skin, right, like yeah. they're maybe somewhere in between, but they're closer on the white side. And then if they have kids with a white lady, then the kids are almost practically white. And so over time, eventually it is this is not my argument. But the argument was over time, as they encourage more and more of this, is essentially going to get rid of black skin. You know, I don't know if this plays out from the pigmentation and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's the the argument they were making, which is funny because like I did this whole thing about like on TikTok about not enough black sperm donors. You know, and Um. the reason why is because like. There aren't that many men who black men who donate sperm and there are a lot of black women, especially like you can think uh, lesbian couples or even like single women who just want to have a kid who are like pushing later in life and they just want to have a kid and they want a kid who looks like them and there's just not enough donors for them. And so they're literally have to make compromises. Sometimes one lady had to like decide, you know what? I, I can't wait 18 months for an avail- available sperm. And it's a, it's a whole thing. I did a live stream on it on TikTok. It was weird. But uh, I ended up talking about like black sperm donors for like 45 minutes. Hey, <laughs> you going to be on yourself? No, no. But I'm just saying like, because I, I made a TikTok video that blew up on it. Like you got like 18,000 views. And I was just like, I was like basically making the joke, yo, guys, it's time to get paid. Maybe this is reparations for y'all. That had pretty high engagement. I was like, fuck hey, it, let you, me do a live you, stream. You don't want to sit right next to uh, end of tape. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> why not? <laughs> I swear. I'll get this thing is going to be on Rumble now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. You're going to be right next to Kanye, Andrew Tate. That's good company. Andrew Tate, Kanye, and... Yeah, that's really good company. 
It's only a matter of time till they ban it anyway, so. Ban what, your videos? No, the, the TikTok in general. I mean, with all the, they say it's like collecting all this data on people, which I'm sure it, it is, but it's the easiest platform to grow on right now. Yo, TikTok Live is fucking weird. I know, Elias, you're not on TikTok, right? Nah, I, I just, I, ref, I don't know why. I feel like it's tough. <laughs> yeah, that's, I would not recommend it just because it, it, it can waste time super easy. But Bila, I don't know if you've ever seen live on TikTok. There is uh, so much. For, for like a couple minutes, but yeah. Yeah. There's so much stupid shit. Like, I swear to God, there's this guy. I, I was thinking about making a video. I actually got a screenshot of this guy. He's called ASM, ASM Ruiz. Okay. You know how girls do ASMR? Um, <laughs> do you guys know what that is? Yeah. Okay. So ASMR is like when people like talk softly in a mic and then they start making sounds like scratchings. You know, that stupid shit. <laughs> yeah, TikTok. They do it on TikTok. But get this, usually it's a girl. I've I've only ever seen girls do this stupid shit, right? But this guy, this time it's a guy. But you can't knock him because he's good. Because he's like, <laughs> <laughs> get this, get this, this nigga, this nigga actually, he has a microphone, right? And it has like that windshield on it, made of fur or whatever. And then he has these like small plastic scissors. <laughs> and he pretends the microphone is like he's cutting its hair. And then he's like, whoosh, 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 whoosh. Thank you guys. Thank you for the support. <laughs> I swear to God. He fucking, yo, I was laughing my ass off when I first saw this shit. I was like, and he calls himself ASM Ruiz. Just, I assume his name is Ruiz. <laughs> like, this guy is killing the game because he's got thousands of people watching. That's hilarious. <laughs> I know. God, this guy, I was like, I was going to make a video saying like, guys, you have no excuse. This guy can do it. That means men can do ASMR too. It doesn't have to be some moderately attractive chick doing it all the time, you know? Yeah. You try it out. See, see if you get it. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I might actually. And then him too, you know what I'm saying? Or, or post it a, a part of his video and then be like, yeah, this is what I was trying to do. <laughs> yeah, I was inspired, but no, but I yeah. feel like my thing, my shtick has to be different. He does the barber thing, okay? What can I do? Why does he do the barber thing? Because yeah, it's like it's copying him. He already has his lane. So it's like everybody has their own thing. Because like there's some girls who do with like nails. There's some girls who like, I don't know. The, it's surprisingly popular, guys. It's crazy. Like literally a couple thousand people watching this guy like make noise into a microphone. You do want to drop. <laughs> it's just your mouth. Oh. No homo. You do what? You want to drop. It's a, it's a, you know, when you click uh, your, your, your cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, that's a really good idea. Let me see if I can do it right now. <laughs> there you go. Oh, yeah. That's funny, man. Yeah. Maybe I'll do that. And just like, I think I might actually do this. Just go on live and just like, hey guys, hey, I'm Ayman from Table Moments. Hey. And I don't know, I gotta find sounds. Maybe I could like 3D That's print so corny. I know. That sounds so corny. Why do niggas do this shit? Because or, or people bitches. watch it. That's people so watch weird. it. That's it's so weird. It is weird, dude. I don't get it either. I don't get it, but people do it. Like, or people watch it. It blows my mind, man. But it's also hilarious because no, because they even have this. They even have like gadgets that they use. So like, there's this thing that they stroke across their teeth to make a clicking sound. 
Uh-huh. And literally, they do verses on TikTok too, right? Where you can like basically two people on either side and people decide which side they want to be on. And basically there's a timer and whoever there's more side on wins. And so literally, I watched this yesterday. There was a battle between ASMR people. <laughs> I know. It's fucking <laughs> stupid. And guess what? They were using the same tool, making the clicking sound with their teeth. Like at the same time, I recorded a screenshot of this shit. God. I think I could play it so you guys can get a taste of like the sounds that they were making, which were kind of, ugh, what are you doing? This is appealing, but. What is that? That's them like rubbing the thing across their teeth. Two people battling them. No, that shit is. Seriously, while doing that? Oh, hell no. Fucking real. I swear, dude. Man, niggas, wow, they they really getting paid. That's crazy. I don't know if they're getting. Yeah, I guess they would. Yeah, because people actually like give them tips and shit. Blows my mind. I don't know. I really think. I really think maybe the woman I end up with is she's gonna find me because of all this shit. She's gonna see all. Because there are girls who fuck with the shit I've been putting out, which blows my mind. I'm like, I thought I was offensive to women, you know? <laughs> but then there's some women who are like, yo, that's funny. Oh, I fuck with your shit. Like, Ruby's a real one. You'd be like, you met her. There's another girl on Instagram who's a real one. A few on TikTok It's a real one. I don't know. Or, or, um, Elias could put you on to friends. I don't think they would like me. You met anyone? Yeah, no. I, I haven't, but I'm just saying, like, look at the kind of stuff I put out, my personality. It rubs a lot of typical Habisha people the wrong way. What, what if we found your match? I, I'm open to it. I mean, I'm not going to like dismiss women, but I'm just saying like the easy way to see if they if we would be a good match is like show them this, the table and stuff. If they're like, oh, this guy's funny. He's kind of rude, but I kind of get it. Then, yeah, like it seems like girls who grew up with a bunch of brothers seem to work really understand that this shit isn't as serious as like i think a lot of women just take shit too seriously if it's a good girl a good woman who cares about like decorum reputation and what people think and the community and all that that's not gonna work with me because i literally don't care about any of that shit in fact i'll call out the bullshit as i see it that's the problem you got anybody like that is <laughs> trying to set me up right now man hold on give me give me two seconds He's looking for someone for you. He's got you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. That's the thing. Like, if anyone, even you listeners out there, if you have someone in your life who's like, oh, I think he'd be, she would be a really good match. I think you guys would really get along. Send me her dates. I'll take it from there.